guys. Welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 7.53 p.m. on August 21st, so thanks for listening again, or if you're new, hey. We're your hosts, Rochelle Ham And Samuel Shayola. And we're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, a blog that discusses God's design for a family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. To put things in our real time, the blog is in the strategically single phase. And what this means is that we do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because we are not married. Instead, our current focus is teaching others to honor Christ before a spouse and preparing them for family if that is a current desire that they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, Marriage for Millennials, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can visit the Facebook page, backslash MF Millennials. Our Twitter is MF Millennials, and Rose IG handle is at Rochelle Ham. so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe so you won't miss a podcast. Just type in Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, um, there are a ton of cool things on the site um, from books to free courses um, to my closet, um, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. All righty, let's jump in. Right. Oh man, doing this intro was definitely a blast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it definitely was. Okay. All right, guys, we're back. Um, we want to say welcome again to the site, and we hope you had a great month because that's how long it's been since we did a podcast. Yeah, it's been it's been quite some time actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really, it's just because I'm a perfectionist and I've just been trying to get some things together um, for the site so that it just looks, you know, just more crisp. But I'm kind of just like, you know what, you got to put stuff out there. So um, we're back, but we're also working on a ton of things. We got some new equipment, some plugins, some studio stuff. So um, we're definitely still working behind the scenes. So we're excited um, for you guys to see um, when everything comes together. We've been working on Yes. Um, another thing for the final time, I know the last time we came and I was just kind of feeling discouraged and I decided to change the website to Rochelleham.com because I felt like, you know, we shouldn't be just talking about specific things to marriage and I want to talk about. And so, yeah, com- we've completely thrown that out the window and we've actually decided um, to team up. So um, Marriage Millennials is the site it will be the site from here on. And also, um, the site will not just be from me. It will be from Sam and I. So, um, yeah. With that being said, you've heard Sam already on this podcast. So, he's obviously with me on this podcast. So, mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys doing again? Good to see y'all. Good to hear y'all, I guess. So, yeah. So, we're just going to actually jump right into the topic um, because it's a topic that I addressed um, last year. Um, It was actually my first podcast. It was my debut podcast of Marriage Millennials, and it was titled Traveling um, While Celibate. Um, It was, I felt like it was a great podcast at the time, Um, and I still kind of feel like it was, um, it was decent. You did a good job. It was your first step. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so 
basically, like I said, the podcast was titled Traveling While Celibate. And the my goal of the podcast was just to provide um, just some encouragement and some tips for those people who were celibate and who were traveling because that is what Sam and I um, have done in the past. We've traveled to a couple places, um, Puerto Rico, Houston, things like that. And I just wanted to give some tips to those of you guys who were being celibate in your walk with Christ and just giving you some tips on how to travel while making sure you didn't fall into sin. So that was um, my goal. But um, yeah, do you want to share why we're kind of doing this again? Yeah, we're doing this again because at the end of the day, as people grow in Christ, you become more mature and you become more mature with your with your ideals and things that you um, want to encourage people to do and things that you don't want to encourage people to do. And I think as you grow in Christ, you you while you know you have the freedom to do certain things, you recognize that there are inherent dangers in encouraging everybody to do those things. Now, I will say, even though I wasn't on that first podcast, that I do recognize that Rochelle did put the disclaimer out there, and she did tell everybody that, um, hey, this is not anything ironclad. This is not something in which you have to do this, or and that I'm pushing you to you know, go on a trip with your boyfriend, per se, or your girlfriend, whoever it might be, that's listening to this. But this is something that, as we've gotten more mature in Christ, we realize, you know, there's probably a wiser way to go about that, and we're going to talk to you guys about a couple of those um, those different wise words that we've received um, and that we've read about um, ourselves. Yeah, also, we definitely got, um, I would say, we've been convicted, we um, we some of our brothers and sisters in Christ actually talked to us about this podcast, and um, it's another thing that made us want to just readdress it, um, just because we did we just didn't want to have it out there just lingering. Only one side, um, our our opinions on the matter have changed, so we wanted to um, come to you with a changed podcast to express those new opinions so that you guys kind of could see our growth and um, it could aid you in your growth. Um, So yeah, so with that being said, um, we're just going to jump right into the four points that we have. So the first tip that we have in regards to traveling while celibate is to not travel at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, which is going to be, which is surprising because that's not how it was last year. But, um, you want to, um, kind of go into why we say don't. So the reason behind why we kind of say don't is because if you're going to travel as a, as someone who is, if you're dating another person, let's say you want to go to a conference together with that person, or let's say you want to go on a vacation per se, um, there are, the Bible is very, very. The Bible is very straightforward with how you're supposed to deal with temptation, and if you're dealing with somebody that you're attracted to, which I, I assume if you're dating that person that you're attracted to them, that um, you will face in some way, shape, or form a temptation, of, of of sex of a sexual temptation if you are in the same room with that person, 
um, especially for an overnight stay. And while there are things that we did suggest in the podcast before, as far as, you know, remaining fully clothed, you know, no, getting make, separate beds. Yeah, separate beds and stuff like that. All that thing, all, all of that's fine and dandy, but it's actually best just to not have that, not to even place yourself in that situation, period. And the reason why is because, like like we said before, it's best to flee temptation. You know, temptation's kind of like a, um, it's like a pregnant mother. The moment that the sin enters your mind, it must, in some way, shape, or form, be birthed, right? Just the same way that once the seed enters the womb of a woman, it must be birthed. So there's a set, there's a way in which... We have to say to ourselves, before it even gets a foothold in our lives, we need to cut it off right then and there. And that's why we kind of were at the stage of saying, you know what, we probably were wrong on that. And uh, we're not Christ, so we're not going to get it perfect the first time anyway. But because we're wrong on that, we want to definitely wisely give the correct advice on such, on, on such an occasion. And just to kind of add to that... Um I try to be a very black and white person. Does the Bible say this? Does the Bible not say this? And um, a year ago, that's kind of where I was coming from. Well, the Bible does not say that you can't travel um, with your significant other. It doesn't. The Bible says not to fornicate, which is hence the podcast, Traveling While Celibate. However, um, I don't think that we, I went into detail as much as I should on that disclaimer. Again, I don't think that it was necessarily wise. One, because what works for me or us is not going to work for a lot of people. There's a higher probability that you are going to fall into sin if you go travel with your significant other than you'll actually be able to remain sinless that weekend in regards to sex. Um, my story is my story. Um, there are times where I tell Sam, like, you know, if I was Catholic, I could pretty much be a nun at this point because I just don't, sexual temptation is not my struggle anymore. Um, so I can go travel and, 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 and not be tempted, but you never know. I could also, that could also change. Right. So, um, it's kind of like for the greater good. Like, is it can te- can you technically travel? Yes, but is it wise for me to give you tips on how to travel? No, because more than likely you're going to fail. Look at it like, okay, so if there are people, for example, who live into their eighties and their nineties and they've smoked since they were eighteen, like a pack a day type of people, right? Right. But are most people going to live into their eighties and their nineties while smoking? No. No, it's not going to happen. Um, there are people, for example, who will unwisely go and get themselves a credit card. And, you know, I'm stealing an example from my homeboy. I was boy. just about to use it, yeah. too. Shout out to Dami. Yeah. And um, they'll unwisely go and grab, put themselves in debt in a credit card, uh, with a credit card. And they think that they're fine because, you know, there is technically a way that you can responsibly use a credit card, right? Right. But just as you can, I think this is probably a better analogy, by the way, because a credit card can be used for good, but most people don't don't know how to handle a credit card properly, and therefore most people wind up in debt after getting the credit card. Right. So even though, so we are kind of like the 
I was kind of like the bank in this situation. I outlined you, I gave you guys the pros and the cons. Right. And so with that, I felt justified in my opinions and my thoughts. However, most people that go traveling while celibate, depending on your level of maturity and depending on the struggles that you deal with, that's bad advice because you're, it's, it's like I'm setting you up and putting you in a situation um, to fail. And so, and, and so that's kind of where our minds have changed. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we would say is definitely just don't go. Um, um, what would you say that means for us? Well, I mean, for us, there are a couple of different solutions that we can, um, that kind of segue us into like, how we travel from now on. So if there's something that I want to go to, for example, be mature enough to either go alone or if you don't want to go alone because of um, safety issues for your own safety, um, what you might want to do instead is um, ask a friend. Um, there Which are trickles a lo- into our next point. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, you might want to ask a friend or um, if the if you want to go on a vacation, for example... Ask another couple, right? In which, um, you know, maybe they can, the boys can stay in one hotel and the girls can stay in one hotel in efforts just so everybody is comfortable that everybody's good as far as on the on the sexual side of things, as far as temptation goes. And there are going to be Christian friends and uh, family of yours who are willing to help you on that so that you can still enjoy those moments together, but still at the same time remain, you know, um, celibate and 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 not be of a negative influence because there are going to be some people on the outside. This is the reason why we did this in the first place. There are many people on the outside who will just simply see, you know, Rochelle and Sam on a trip and then say, oh, well, I can go and do that. And then they go and do that and they might end up falling into temptation. And we don't want to be the ones that are responsible for falling, for causing you to fall into temptation. The Bible's very clear on that in regards to like, I think it even goes as far as to say, if you're the vehicle for temptation, it'd be better that a millstone be hung around your neck and you thrown into the sea. So it's pretty drastic, yeah. Okay, so my question to you is, because I remember when we were having this conversation, y'all, when we were having this conversation outside of the podcast, it got heated. Like we were actually supposed to do this podcast a couple days ago. But it got so heated that we were like, you know what? We want to do the podcast when we're both in a, in a better place. So um, we waited until today. Um, but one of the things I was saying in our, in our passionate debate, I guess, was what about... I feel like that's indirectly saying that your travel has to depend on someone else and that's not usually feasible you're not going to always have christian friends who have the money to travel when you want to travel not only that but what about the girls who are single with dating nobody there are women who are virgin until they're 30 should your first travel trip be at 30 when you get married like that how how realistic is that what do you what do you tell those girls well i think personally that women who are 30 are more than capable of um keeping themselves away from dangerous uh, situations and they can travel solo. I don't think I don't think there's a problem with traveling solo per se, but I'm just saying if you are a younger girl and let's say you want to go on vacation to another country, you know, America's not really the most well-liked nation in the world right now and American tourists are not always 
the most welcome. So that's why I always say, you know, if you're going to go somewhere, you should probably go with a friend. So that's why that's, that's the only reason why I, I kind of inferred the buddy system, I guess you'll call it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. But if you're older and you think you can handle it, by all means, go to what go to a vacation spot on your own. Go to um, a conference by yourself. Go to whatever it is you want to go to. I don't, I don't, I'm not prohibiting that. And one thing I think we have to make clear here is that um, this is kind of like a Romans 14 issue in the sense that it's not law. This is not a biblical law that is in some way, shape, or form to hold you down, but this is just called wisdom. Right. You know? Go, go ahead. So with that being said, if I went on vacation by myself, you would be cool with it? Totally. I, okay. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out in real life. I'm going to tell Sam, hey, I booked a ticket to Cancun, and uh, see you later. Right. So, okay. So that's the second point. The third point is... Marry earlier. I think you should take the lead on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want me to take the lead on this one? Oh, goodness. Okay, okay. Um, so, marry earlier was one thing that actually came to mind in the sense that as you are single, okay, and and you start to travel on your own, even while you're dating somebody, you're courting a woman, and everything's going great, but you want to go on a vacation to, I don't know, Columbia. I don't know. And as you travel more, the first thing that's going to come to your mind as you travel is, wow, I miss X, Y, and Z. Or, I wish I was here with X, Y, and Z. So that then should then propel you to be in union with X, Y, and Z. Do you understand what I'm saying? If why, everything why, else is aligned. Why, right? Yeah, if everything else is aligned, right, of course. So I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, you've heard our, our uh, you've heard Rochelle talk about the different um, kind of prerequisites towards marriage. So I hope that if you're courting somebody, you're already actively following and pursuing those steps, you know, the four Ps, right. biblical womanhood, stuff like that. But if you're if you're on your game as far as for that goes, and then you start to travel while you're dating somebody, it will automatically just, it just automatically comes to your mind like, this would be so much more fulfilling if such, if such and such were here. So then if you want such and such to be here, and you don't want to be in sin, the best way to be out of sin is to be in union. I mean, even Paul was at one point saying that if you're burning in the flesh, that's what he was saying, I guess if you're hot for it, you know, whatever it is in regards to your, your partner, then yeah, get married. That's what he said. Get married. Why are you waiting? There's no reason to wait. You know, people always have to say things like, well, you know, you got time, son. Time is your reason for not getting married? Well, I think it has- Sow your oats. You know, they say these things as though, like, once you found the person who you believe is the one you want to spend the rest of your life with, as though you should, you should wait a second longer. No, and I mean, I definitely agree with you a hundred percent. However, it's 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 not that easy. I mean, we are actually living that truth right now. Right. We, I mean, we've been dating for three years. Mm-hmm. We're not engaged yet, and you, you, you see what I'm saying. So there are other people who who are living that as well. Like you can't just oh, I found the one. I'm gonna get married tomorrow. Like it's not that easy. Right. So it's not it's not it's not that you get married tomorrow. But I'm saying that it should it, it should propel you to put yourself on the path, as I said before in the beginning. 
it should propel you to put yourself on the path towards marriage. Right. And I and agree if with you're, that. And if, and, if, and if you're missing that person that much, why not? It makes no sense for you to be burning, like I say, with, with lust in the flesh for this person that you want to actually marry. I mean, that, that you, that you, uh, that you want to be with for the rest of your life and you don't marry them. Just marry them. It'll take time. I understand. You got to be on the path. You probably got to save up some money to get the ring. You got to set up everything as far as for you know the financial situation. But once you are on that on that path, why not? Right. And in the meantime, just travel with people of the same sex, or just travel by yourself and be safe. Absolutely. Okay. So um, our last point is our our last topic point is what to do when you don't have an option like say um you're traveling for a wedding like we just traveled to los angeles for a wedding a Mm -hmm. couple months ago or say marriage millennials picks up and you and i have a speaking engagement in another city or something like that what do you do when it's it's not necessarily for leisure like you're not traveling because you just want to be in paradise for a weekend you're traveling because someone's getting married you're traveling because um a situation another situation and you don't necessarily have the option to book two hotel rooms or something like that um what's Let's. We want to talk about what our advice to you guys is in that instance. Um, I think uh, mentally you take you take uh, precautions up front. Like I said before, like we've actually, I think this this advice is kind of a little bit redundant in the sense that it's what we've talked about, what she's talked about before in the first podcast, mm-hmm. in which these are when you exercise those particular precautions, in which you make sure that you know. Um, you should not be seeing each other's nakedness. You should be making sure that, you know, boundaries are clearly set on how this particular weekend is going to go. It should be talked about before you get there. It shouldn't just be done haphazardly and then, you know, you see this or she sees that. It should not be like that. Boundaries should be set from the beginning and that way that you can guys, you guys have prepared and you get yourself out of there without sinning against your bodies, which is the temple of God. Right. Also, and our setup was pretty, um, pretty safe in when we went to Los Angeles. I mean, we're in, we were in a house and everyone was in the house. I mean, our beds were pretty much near to each other, so um, it was more of a community family feel. So the temptation to sin was less. Also, the the couples there for the most part were married, um, and so. Um, that helped as well. Yep. Um, so that, that, that's good. I mean, surround yourself with people that, um, just kind of support what you're doing. Um, again, I know we've kind of mentioned this before with our friends, um, in Alpharetta, um, whenever we sleep over there, because there's a little bit of distance from them to us and we don't feel like driving, um, whenever we feel like sleeping over, they make sure that Sam sleeps on the couch and that I sleep upstairs in in in, the, in one of their guest rooms, um, just to make sure that we're separated. So that's what I mean by saying, you know, get people around people who are intentional and who support um, your your walk in celibacy. Community really is one of the keys I think that help in this whole thing. 
when it comes to traveling for vacation, when it comes to uh, just visiting friends over the weekend, maybe you can't get back to the house that night and you're staying over, community is key. And when you have that community, especially as a Christian, I'm hoping that you surround yourself with other Christians as well. I mean, I'm not saying you can't have non-Christian friends. I'm just saying that at least have people around you that will support what it is that your trajectory is in life. And your trajectory is to honor Christ. And you honor Christ not only in thought, but also in deed. That means even with your body, you want to honor Christ. And therefore, you know, don't throw yourself into temptation. Um, and and yeah, don't sin, don't sin with your body. I just think that um, it's the same way that we feel about, for example, when we want to homeschool and stuff like that. Like in the future, when her and I are married and we are homeschooling children, it's going to take a community, just like we, you know, volunteer to babysit some some of our friends' kids um, to give them relief from those things. That's us as a community helping those people that we love and that we care about, so that they can also, you know, get that little break to, you know, enjoy their spouse or their partner, or whatever like that. And then on the flip side, whenever we need help in that area, they also help us, and they're always there to lend a hand. So, you know. I just thought of something that your parents said to us a couple days ago when we went over their house. Mm. Um, And they were saying, like, um, they were talking to us about marriage advice, and they were saying, like, carry the other person along. Yeah. And I feel like that can also um, be applied to even in your friendships. Like, be friends with people that will help carry you along in your walk with Christ. Like, marriage is no bed of roses, like your mom said. You know, marriage is no walk in the park but neither is neither is your walk with christ and neither is friendship so um get around people that will carry you along and that will hold you accountable and that will um see you through um Mm -hmm. in whatever you're going through in life right that's absolutely true all right so i think that's it anything else you um have to add that pretty much wraps it up for me. I think we covered everything. Hopefully, this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, whenever folks, whenever folks listen to this one, they'll they'll, they'll walk away with a f- more fully orbed understanding of what we meant, right? Um, or what you meant actually, um, from the first podcast and how we both feel about it personally. So yeah, and if you've listened to, and if you listen to this one, you haven't listened to the first one. Feel free to listen to the first one just so you can see um, what we meant, see how our opinions have changed, see how we've grown, and then kind of compare and contrast and. Um, just um, use both of them together as um, just to guide you where, where you're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I think the overall takeaway, just remember as a Christian, you have freedom in Christ, but just remember that freedom does not, should not lead to licentiousness. And as you grow in Christ, you use more wisdom and more wisdom on how to, advise your fellow brothers and sisters on how not to sin against the holy and righteous God. All right. Okay. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Remember, guys, this will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash Millennials. Also, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe so you won't miss the podcast. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it will pop up. 
All right. Thanks so much, babe. I appreciate you helping me out with the intro and outro. No problem. <laughs> All right. We hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And um, remember to look for a second thing to be grateful for. The first thing being that you're alive. Um, love you, ladies and friends. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys. Coming to you with a... PSA, a public service announcement. Just wanted to give props to the music on this podcast. Um, the first song that is played on this podcast is Set Me Free by Myron Butler and Levi. That's my jam. And the song you're listening to right now is KB Drowning. Um, support the artists like we do. Love them. If you love the music enough, purchase the songs. Um, we're definitely on board to support Christian artists. Alrighty, guys. Take care.